Oh my God, Mike Doty, is that you? Dave Holmes. Uh, Dave Holmes, it's you. They got us back together again. I can't believe the band's back together, man. Oh, wow. And well, it, had to, the, it had to be. In the same studio where we did it before. Man, it's like it's like we're we're living those beautiful days all over again. Reliving those halcyon days of yes. whenever it was that we did yep. the first season of True Stow Ray. Yep. Which was what, 2015, 2016? It was so we did the first episodes uh pre Trump and uh -huh. the the next series of episodes mid Trump. I see. Okay. Yeah. So and now now we're post-Trump, God willing. Now we are post-Trump, God willing. Yeah, oh my God. Dude. Oh, wow. But we are back together again in the place where it started. I am Dave Holmes. I am Mike Doty. And this is True Stowray. True Stowray. A real-world deep dive, episode by episode. Uh, what can I call it but extravaganza? Dissection. Uh, yeah, a dissection. Yes. Now we yes. had um, we did our first season back in the uh, the early Trump days, right. and then and then we had a plan, Mike Doty, we to sure reunite did. for season two. Yes, which to, yes. Let's not reveal which season we're going to do for season two. Good call. Let's not. But it's not let's LA. Not. It's not LA. No, we have no, no time for LA. We may I'm never do LA. LA, despite the 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 series being named after uh the podcast being named after something from the la season yeah that is all of the shine that we're going to give the la season for the yes. time being yeah uh we'll we'll get to we'll get to the challenge before we get to real world <laughs> la right we'll get to yeah. are you the one before we get to real world la i can't wait for the angry comments about this oh well listen yeah. aaron come come get me <laughs> oh um, man but let me uh okay so we were gonna do season two right uh right. we we got the original copies of uh the of, season that we were going to do of the season we were going to do thank you for not letting me blow it right there yeah um with the original music and the whole bit and we were gonna start recording like march 12th 2020 something like that i was out in la finishing an album yeah. with mario caldato Mm -hmm. And then there was a worldwide pandemic. Mm -hmm. And initially, Started, yeah. at the beginning of that week, we were like, we're not going to live in fear. We're going to get together. We're going to do this. Right. And by the end of that week, it was like, I'm going back to Memphis. You see know, you in a couple of years. Some, kind, some fear is useful. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, so uh, yeah. we're going to get to it. This is sort of our kind of a test run for our ability to do remote podcasts yeah so far we're killing it Kill. um absolutely killing it but then the the real world homecoming uh dropped on paramount plus it became something we could not deny uh, yeah. a perfect reason for us to get back together with our original seven strangers in the original soho loft yes and, indeed with the original aquarium those are the, the same original. fish Mm -hmm. They picked these incredibly long-lived fish. Surprisingly durable fish. Yes, uh, surprisingly they, durable fish. And they did it to us again. Episode one dropped last Thursday on Paramount+. Yep. Plus. 
That's uh, right. which meant I had to fucking uh, subscribe to Paramount Plus. Uh, but you know what? Already worth it. It's paid for itself. Yes, it sure has. It's paid sure for has. itself. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, Michael, your, your top line thoughts. I, I mean, I have so many thoughts. Um, I think um, the thing that right now is striking me is the fact that all seven of those people were artists of some kind. Yes. Possibly accepting Eric, who was a model. There's an art to it. There's an art to it. We're, gonna, we're just going to accept it. Got to sell the garment. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Heather says, I thought it was going to be a documentary about seven artists. Yeah. We got the singer-songwriter. We got the rapper. We got the painter. Uh, we got the, the grunge band guy. We got mm-hmm. the poet. Uh, and who am I missing out? Um, dancer and model, I guess. Dance. Yeah. Oh, and, and Julie's the dancer. Yeah, and, and Eric is the, is the model. But yeah. The I last time that happened. Yeah. Yeah. The, first, the, last, and only. Yep. Yep. It, you know, they wanted artists. That right. was a thing. I did not look at it that way at all. I just thought they were seven groovy kids. Yes. You know, in 1992. I was just like, these are seven aspirational figures. And the th- a thing you brought up off, off tape was mm-hmm. that... In the in the, the 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 unshown audition footage, yes, almost each one of them says, "You mean this is going to be kind of like 90210? 90210. Literally, the only reference that our yes. culture had for serialized drama about young people. Yes, yeah, serialized drama without Linda Gray attached. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like it was, yeah, just about people in their teens and twenties. 90210, um, which I suppose in a way it was that. Well, I mean, that was originally, right, they they pitched a soap, didn't they? And then mm-hmm. they were like, we're not giving you money for no soap. No, and then this was soap. plan B. Right. Just get people in a house, pay them the absolute bare minimum, and hope right. they write something for themselves that is interesting. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Also off tape. Uh, we discussed my friend Pat, who said that if you get on a reality show, mm-hmm. you should immediately feel terrible because it means you are an awful human being. That's true now. That's true now. But back then, there was no such notion. It was no. not like everybody's going to get shit-faced and end up in a pool. It no. was like, let's pick these seven interesting artistic people yeah. Um, and and let them live their lives and share right. a telephone. And build an unprecedented thing. I mean, I guess yes. there had been an American family, but none of us really remembered that. I no. mean, we knew of it, but I, none of us had seen it. This was essentially the first real, you know, with production values, well cast yes. reality soap opera. Um, and it was and it was the last one that people didn't show up saying what kind of person they were you know what i mean like they didn't they didn't come in thinking of themselves as like oh i'm i'm the innocent one or i'm the i'm the you know i'm the one who tells it like it is or whatever (laughs) It, it was just they just showed up as themselves and kind of tried to 
just be themselves on camera, which I yes. guess was intermittently successful. When back then, when when each of them talked to the press about it, they would complain. Not all of them complained, but some of them complained that everything was taken out of context. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And which was absolutely true because they they you know they had to find like the single moments in the day where somebody was shitty to another person to create the drama, um, right. but that is no longer the case. Being shitty to people in reality TV is the context now. Yeah, I think that's true. Although they do still, I, we just watched the last ep- latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, and they still do do the thing where it's like the person's on camera talking and then they cut to B-roll and it's like, and that's why I hate And it's, you can tell that it's not at all. They, they have right. fully like jigsaw puzzled right. together right. Uh, a sentence for drama. But yeah, that, uh, so back then a certain degree sure. of that took place, but sure. this does seem to be, I mean, okay, listen, I'm just going to open by saying that I, the realist aspect of it, uh, from the very beginning, is the period music. They did Paramount Plus did, did not yes. spare a, a dollar. Um, yeah. You will get your Soul Asylum. You will get your Shanice. Right. You will get you will get a heavy dose of Heavy D. Yeah. Oh, a ton of Heavy D. So no much. No pun heavy D. intended. No, no. They really give it to you, and I appreciate that. And they go straight from '90s footage set to '90s music to. Footage of each of the seven as adults in 2020 or 21 or whenever it was they did it. Right. With, like, so it goes from Shanice's I Love Your Smile to a song from Spotify's Urban Walking playlist. Right, right. Just some song from the library that's yeah, like, I not. guess yeah. this is what young people might listen to now uh, here. Um, right. As, as everyone arrives in a in a pandemic ravaged New York City. It must not be the most expensive thing to license a Shanice song. Yeah, I would imagine this yeah. day. It's relatively so, affordable. And it wouldn't yeah. have been the same without it, so they had to they had to pony up. Right. Absolutely. Um so uh I guess um the 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 most notable character to discuss is Eric. Um he he, he does stand out. Down to the receding hairline has just aged in a way that is infuriating. Aspirational. Once again, yeah. I have to say it. Um, I mean, I, I aspire to it all the time, but I, it's not doing shit for me. My please, aspirations. Please. Come well, on. Look okay, at I've you. Done, I'm, okay, well, thank you very much, but I'm no Eric Knees. Not no that I ever was an Eric Knees. I was a Norman that longed to be an Eric. Yeah. But I, I, was, think I was never an Eric. That feels That feels right. I was probably was I a Julie? I might have been a Julie who uh, who wanted I to be would, an Eric. I would consider you a Julie. Okay, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, he comes <laughs> he comes back. Uh, just I mean, obviously looking looking great uh, in sarongs in beads. Yes, indeed. Leading you know leading what we have to assume is a uh, shamanic lifestyle. That is how he pitches it. Um, apparently yeah. sober. But apparently, like ayahuasca ceremony, sober. I, You're I believe sober. you mentioned you had seen footage of him licking toads. Well, not not licking toads, but he there he did post something to his Instagram or somebody did whatever his like um, foundation or or something uh, posted an Instagram live 
of him doing a combo ceremony, K-O-M-B-O or combo. Um, yeah, it, and it's a it's not like a, a ceremony with pizza flavored combos. It's, <laughs> it's like it is a um, it is the sec- secretion from a frog, a specific frog's skin right. that they that they like you know squeeze out and and turn into a wasabi like powder, which when mixed with saliva becomes a, a paste, and then you you like burn someone's skin with matches or or a hot stick and um they did because he was because he had um he had you know cerebral issues that he wanted to address in this particular combo ceremony and so they they did three little dots like almost like a traffic sign on the back of his neck and then on that burn mark you put this paste and um yeah And, and and his partner his like i think life partner uh, this woman Angie does it and, and uh, talks the viewer through the process, and she's like, "It's a beautiful thing. It's like the frogs know why they're there and what we're what we're doing it for." And I'm like, "Yeah, they probably don't." Uh, but anyway, so then you you put then that paste on the on the burn marks and the body wow. absorbs it, and then you get uh, real sick right away. I guess is the thing. So he got very red. Uh, he threw up into a bucket and cried. And uh, and his heart was racing, and wow. then and then he was fine. And so I guess I hope well, I guess, I guess he's is, okay. This is precisely what we envisioned for him when we first saw him walk into the real world loft in mm-hmm. 1992. Yeah, That's we didn't the, know, but we knew. We knew. We we didn't have the words for it, but we knew. I mean, the, the look, the hallucinogen technology. Uh, yeah. I'm like sober, sober now, so I don't I I don't really know, but. It is yeah. way more advanced than it was back in the day. I, I was doing well, a, a, a fair amount of LSD in 1992. Ah, okay. Never tried it. I am no? certain I'd be the one. I yeah, no, I'd be the one who never comes back. I, I oh. would just I would flip out in a way that was like, nope, no, I'm climbing this tree and I'm never coming down. Oh wow! I, I yeah, I, all the streets uh, featured on uh, on uh, the original season. I was at one point. Walking down, tripping, uh, as, oh as I believe the, the term is, balls. Tripping, tripping balls. You balls. are, yes. You are a bolder and braver man than I would never. Um, but yeah, no, he's, um, he, he, you know, t- yeah. I guess hallucinogen technology has grown by leaps and bounds by embracing its past, which is just squeezing pus out of right. frogs. It's exactly. Yeah. It's more artisanal. It's artisanal. That's exactly right. It's analog. Okay. Um, so okay, we'll we'll get to Eric, but first to the. Uh, to the loft is Becky. Yes. Um, who says that her life has taken some twists and turns. This is this is a, a cliffhanger for later, perhaps. Right. We don't, we don't know exactly what's going on. Um, she, you would recognize her if you saw her. You'd say that's uh, Becky. I don't think so. I think I think maybe she's had a little bit of the you know the the the, the work done. I th- oh, you I think? think? Perhaps. Yeah, that's what I thought. Huh. I'm not I'm not throwing shade. You. Right. I'm not throwing right. shade, man. I uh, know, and you know they do all seven look fantastic. They they do look pretty great. They um, do look really good. Norman and uh, Kevin look the most like human beings should sure. have real lives and you know eat human food. Yeah. Many of of the of the others on the program uh, appear to have you know been on the Mediterranean diet since 1993. Yeah, which uh, you know, yeah. infuriating, of course. 
God bless him. Yeah, God Kevin. Uh, Kevin looks. Uh, who is the next in the loft? Looks good, but like a different person. He like a indeed. different handsome guy. The facial hair gone makes yeah. a difference. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the dome yet, chrome. When he walked in the door, he did not point in the face of every single cast member and say, you motherfuckers, now you know I was right. Yeah. yeah. And um, the, you Incredible know, they, he is um, remarkably empathetic for a guy that back in the day was just trying to relate his lived experience. And then people were talking to him back about, quote, black, white stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, and you've said this, but what at the time to the, the housemates and f- honestly, to be totally candid, to the to the young white viewer sure. felt like um, theory and and interpretation right. and, you know, a bad faith reading of of the way the world is. No, it was kind of just what happened to him in in a given day. Yeah, I mean, he he straight he straight up says, "Yeah, I could get pulled over on the Jersey Turnpike." Like, there's mm-hmm. no there's no ambiguity in that, and right. I mean, it's just shameful. You know, I I wasn't. I mean, I I had like a ton of of politically active friends, so I wasn't completely alienated from that perspective. But yeah, like like. Uh, you know, the majority of white kids at the time, um, I, I did not take him as seriously as I really should have. Yeah. And, and yet yeah. he is nice to everybody as he and like looks at, you know, pictures of Julie's children and smiles and laughs. And yeah, um, you know. And you and, really get and, the impression yeah. that that they like each other. Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll yeah, buy it. It's, I mean, I think yeah, it's it is. It would have to almost be like a family kind of a feeling after a certain point because you have gone through a thing that is unique to seven people, right? And whether you want to talk to them all the time doesn't matter. You are bonded by that thing, and always will be. But it's not like you know, like I know a lot of people who used to be in bands with people. Sure. Um, and it's not, it, you know, whatever experience they've uh, they've gone through when they get together with their former bandmates, it's not it's not that kind of loving feeling necessarily. However friendly it might be, it really yeah. seemed like you know this is something they would have done, you know, in Prospect Park with some picnic baskets. Yeah. Um, you know, without the presence of cameras. Yeah, and yet they haven't because, as Julie says. Life gets in the way. Right. Right? Life is going on at the same time. Norm, Norman shows up um, content, scarved. Um, content and scarved. That's always. Content and scarved. That's all I've yeah, ever those, that's, that's it. That's it. Yes. And, with, um, and with an adaptive desk. That he has invented and that he sells on Amazon. And, that is uh, correct. Seems to be making a nice living selling. Yes. Now, I, I will say that I did get uh, a pitch for that, uh, like a little, a little pitch email from uh, from Norman about the adaptive desk. Really? Um, yes. And I and I want to say I got that in like February of 2020. Cause, and it's built for planes, I should say. Oh. At the time, 
it was built to maximize your your tray table space. So you can have wow. your laptop up on top here. You can put your, you know, your drink and your and your sandwich underneath. You can you have, it's it's three stow rays, as it were. <laughs> um, so now now good. now we adapt with the marketplace and and whatever. But yeah, it seems like he's doing well. Got the product on camera. That's all I can go. hope for. Did he? Uh, d- does he know we do this podcast? I don't know if he does. Wow. I don't know if he does. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know that I want to know or, or want him to know. You know? Got well, to be thing, candid. Got to be free to be candid. Yeah. One thing we have discussed is uh, at least I, in my younger days, was a crueler person and yeah. would say meaner things. I had like a, I had a fucking column in the New York press where anonymously I was just mean to people. Every oh, week for my money. Favorite thing in the world. It's my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. When I found out it was you, I fell out. Really? Did you it really? Is, was, oh, absolutely, I did. We're talking about Dirty Sanchez in the New yes. York Press. Does that exist anywhere? Is there an archive? I don't think it is. I don't think. I don't think it does. It's gone. All those beautiful illustrations by Ivan Brunetti are gone. Um, I did oh. not name the column, by the way. I ran okay. away with the shtick, but it was the, it was the editor of uh of uh new york press who had his God own damn. column under the name mugger which I remember was, mugger yeah mugger I remember was uh, mugger. also quite uh uh um uh, shocking at the time as a name but yeah mm. i mean just like saying mean shit about uh celebrities that was my uh was my thing and now like i th- i think we i said something mildly critical of of uh, Andre's uh, bluegrass career, and I was like, "Oh my God, I, I, I you know, can we erase that? I, I feel so bad that I said that." Yeah, yeah. Well, you got you got to think about it. You got to. I mean, it's not only becoming older and and taking responsibility for your words and actions. It's also like they could actually see and read the stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's like Twitter now, and like yeah, it's it's it's. Anyway, Andre. While we're on the subject of Andre. yes. I wrote down Ali Sheedy in high art <laughs> on seeing him. Um, but I, but he looks fantastic. The hair, yeah. perfect. Yeah, the hair, Gorgeous. The, the, the long gray hair works for him. Still, Ooh. still, you know, it appears to be a more leonine version and majestic version of his old grunge self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, for early 50s? Yeah. Yes, we'll take it. Also we'll has a four-year-old it. in his early fifties, which is like a bold move. That is a, a bold, big. perhaps overestimation of one's daily energy quotient. Yeah, move. life expectancies are getting longer, but not that much. Yeah, but like running, running after a four-year-old, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. All right, um, Julie, Julie is second to last to arrive. Uh, looking as though she Austin Powers herself. Yes. Uh, and then just thawed and went right in. Um, she's got teenage children. She has a, a kid in college. She yes. has a she has a husband. She and Heather have stayed in touch, which is my favorite thing that I've ever. Yeah, that's very nice. Heard in my life. Um, and, and, and crying before she's even in the room. And uh, they show, of course, 
the the footage of, of her in the original series getting driven in from JFK mm-hmm. and the uh, the cab driver telling her that New York is full of criminals and is full really dangerous and yeah. just a shameful situation. And then now, you know, uh, 30 years later, she steps out of an Escalade, yeah, uh, onto the the pristine streets of the new Soho, the sparkling streets that you could eat off of of yeah. Lower Broadway. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, after which Heather arrives. Heather, Heather, the 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 beacon of light in our universe that is Heather B. I mean, listen. I listened to her Sirius XM show. I've been on when my book came out. I was on her Sirius XM show. Really? Yeah. Um, she is so great. Anytime I was, uh, when, when it was possible to like walk around the studios in New York, when it was possible to be in New York as someone who doesn't right. live there, um, I would, uh, I would always, you know, pop by to record my, record my show and then hope that I'd bump in to Heather because she's always like a guaranteed 20 minute great conversation. Right. She is, she is exactly as you would imagine her to be. And to the reunion, she brings, in a rolly case, an entire bar. A full bar. A full, well-stocked bar. We're talking about like 10 bottles. Mm-hmm. Oh, minimum. Yeah. There yeah. is red wine for the red wine drinkers. There is Basil yes. Hayden's for somebody. There is uh, There are the, the rums and vodkas of different proofs. Yes. Oh, indeed. Um, all of it. All of it. Um, which I think is extremely... Uh, I'll cut this down. Uh, no, I won't. I, 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 what's the word? It's, um, it's thoughtful and it's reckless at the same time. <laughs> well, they didn't know Eric wasn't going to be there. Um, right. but I think they knew he was, you know, I guess he's Vermont sober, but he's still sober. Yeah. Um, yeah. in terms of the, the hallucinogen use, but, which uh, this I is speculation, you, but we did. I did see the frog thing. So we saw yeah. him basically smoking a frog. Did we not? Well, or, or no. Rubbing He's... a smoked frog on his neck. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a unique kind. It's a shaman sober. So if you, uh, as a sober person, there is nothing more irritating than being around drunk people who get nostalgic. Oh, There's boy. truly nothing, and it's not like necessarily a danger of like oh i'm you know i'm gonna pick up a drink or whatever it's just so fucking irritating yeah um, i have to imagine to, to the when the you know i love you man you know Ugh. you're such a good person when that when when that when with the glassy eyes and the repeating it over and over again starts to go down you know so it is it you know it's very sad that uh, eric can't be there uh right. but Perhaps that 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 is a that is a maybe for the moment. best, maybe for the best. Uh, but he cannot be there because he has tested positive for covid. And yes. he says what I now consider to be the most 2021 Eric thing ever, which is uh, before he got the results. He was like, I did feel something moving in my body. <laughs> yes. That's our Eric. That's there our you new go. Eric. He There's can feel a man the, that spent some time in Hawaii. That's right. He can feel the 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 COVID molecules bouncing around That's his great. body. He knew that he knew a foreign agent had invaded. He wasn't wow. sure which one. So he, like Charlie from Charlie's Angels, will have to be there via speakerphone. Yes. But it's a whole new world. And we can do it on video now. Yeah, and uh, 
I have to say that when the series was teased, I got the impression that he had refused to be there, that he had just sent yeah. like a like a taped sort of to hell with you guys kind of a kind of a, a, a visual contribution and was yeah. so relieved <laughs> that he has COVID. Yeah. And simply quarantined and yeah. that there's not a bad vibe there. There doesn't seem to be a bad vibe there, but there is, I mean, you know, aside from the fact that he is, you know, now, uh, you know, living up a tree in, in Kauai or whatever it is that he's doing, right. taking ice baths uh, in, in, uh, in wraps. Um, the, uh, Julie does say, Eric seems like he's in a good place, which <laughs> is one of those things. Yes. That is like that. You're saying a lot in a few words when you say a thing like that. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. It it's it it uh, it it means a, a good deal more than yes. what it appears to mean on the surface. That it's something is you correct. would say to someone who's 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 gotten proficient with hallucinogen use. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. It seems there to is, be in a good yeah. place. Mm-hmm. There you is know. as much um, low key concern and condescension in that. As there is in, I love that for you. <laughs> oh, if I fucking God. hear another, I love that for you. I'm gonna, I'm. Oh. It's gonna, it's gonna get bad. I'm gonna oh get wreck, like Heather B. Yeah. Um, You're gonna so bug out. I am gonna, like I am skeezer. gonna bug out. I am gonna bug out like a real skeezer. Yes, you are. And I'll be the yes, skeezer. <laughs> um, uh, Julie, oh, you know, something that we, uh, that we should address, um, you know, Julie tried, uh, in the aftermath of the real world to, uh, to, to kind of make it happen in LA. She continued to audition. She did the young actor thing. Yep. And, and I hadn't thought about this before, but of course this is the case. She can't be in a, you know, in a commercial for Sizzler being Julie yes. from the real world. There's no yes. way. Super recognizable in that moment. And it's like, she's not, she won't be taken seriously enough to get the big roles because she right. hasn't proven herself in the smaller roles that she can't get because she had the big role right. that nobody expected to see coming. She can't be so, in, the, in the background chorus line, no. you know, kicking and waving because everyone no. would be like, is that, is that Julie Wait from the real minute. world? Yeah. There's nothing she can do. Uh, had a boyfriend back in Birmingham, and uh, and although we don't, she doesn't say it explicitly. We have to assume that uh, Sweet Dot and Jack are no longer in the picture. Her parents. Oh yeah. She indeed. she mentions yeah. that they were a little indeed. bit going downhill, and then you know that was twenty years ago. So her wonderfully passive aggressive mom. Oh my god. One of my favorite things. Uh, her her father is is judging people for saying butt in heaven right now. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, you know, we, as we have to assume, are Gouda and Smokey. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. As, as these things happen. Um, uh, oh, my favorite line of it. And there, it was just, it, it, there's just, there was just such a sweetness to it. Um, as the bar is unpacked, as Heather's Rolla bar is unpacked and everyone uh, reaches for the, the, the booze of their choice. Um, Eric is there via, you know, Zoom or whatever it is. And uh, and and she goes, you know, I, I have this tea for you because she <laughs> she knew. And, she, and, you know, he's he's 
a sober guy now. And uh, and then later, um, and she goes, oh, I, I even have Palo Santo that I was gonna oh. that I was gonna burn in case you took me on one of your mushroom trips, which oh. that happens very quickly. They don't elaborate. And yep. then she says, Eric, you really had me packing for you. I don't, know what, I don't know what it is about that line. I just found it very charming. Anyway, oh, you really gosh. had me packing for you. Well, um, I want to say something, please, about Gen X, which let's face it, people listening to this podcast are just listening for us to say Gen X stuff over right. and over again. And we are here to provide. Oh God, it's what we're good at, man. We've been mm-hmm. we've been good at it before they started calling us Gen X. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we are like hardcore nostalgic for the future pop culture people. Oh mm. yeah, starting mm. it you know starting in the eighties. Um, uh, so Gen X, I think, in contrast to the Boomers and to the Millennials, yeah, do not have a problem thinking of themselves as not young. Yeah, and it's not that aging isn't fucking terrifying and difficult to deal with but the boomers were i mean they were just always told that they were what young was and then you know into the 80s we began to have like you know the the steve winwood comeback record and you know 40 is the new 21 and just all that boomer shit yeah oh my god and now i think unfortunately Maybe the millennials, who maybe even more so than the boomers were just told over and over again is that young is whatever you happen to be, mm-hmm. millennials. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get a lot of, um, I read a lot of comments from millennials where they go, as a young person, I feel that, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, you're 34. Yeah, like, you cannot be young. You cannot, you cannot be, be I mean, God bless you. But if you had a MySpace page, you could no longer call yourself a young person. Right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with that. Although yeah. I will say this, I, you know, we are, um, we are the first generation to, uh, to both remember a life before the internet and not be able to live without it. Right. Right. Exactly. So, so we are, um, like they're in, within my family, my my brothers are like ten years older, so they they're pretty, you know, they're kind of late boomer, and I'm kind of in the middle of Generation X, and and so like they don't, they're aware that there's an internet and social media and stuff, and they can like they can pick it up, but they can also put it down, which is crazy to me, right? Phenomenal, and yeah, yeah. yeah it's insane, and and so um, there, I think there was a divide. Because people like 10 years older than me have jobs and, and I'm generalizing, but have like jobs and life trajectories that are, that I recognize as the way a human life goes, you know? Right. And, and I don't. And like a lot of the people <laughs> in my cohort don't. Like there are some who, who like, you know, started climbing the, 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 regular business ladder and that kind of thing. Right. And that still to some degree exists. But then there's also like people around my age who started working in these industries that we were the first people to, to work in right. and, and have created like being 50 looks very different 
than I expected it to when I was 30. But right. I like I don't I don't feel like I have to be 30 to get the most out of being 50. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And we are never going to going to utter the sentence 50 is the new 30. No, never no, 50, 50 is, just is 50. 50, man. 50 is 50. And yeah, no, it is. It is a different age, but I am for sure about to be 50. And and that's uh, my my journey is going to be unique, but it is not necessarily going to be, you know, uh, sexy or, or <laughs> you know, cutting edge or whatever. It'll just be kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and now and now we are the forgotten generation between the boomers and the millennials who seem to be arguing over our heads on the Internet. And I'm perfectly happy to continue flying under the radar. I would say that we have a fair amount in common with so-called Gen Z, who, sidebar, if I was a member of Gen Z, I would be really irritated that they called uh me gen z you know because mm -hmm. like it's you know like they're calling you in relation to generations that you know just basically you could call any generation generation x without knowing anything about them yeah just yeah just it was just a book yeah it was just and a book. um i would say we have a lot in common with them except we were such sarcastic little fuckers sure that pretended not to believe in anything um and they are much more uh, emotionally rigorous people than yeah. we ever were. Yeah, yeah. They're um, they're in touch. They have the language. Yeah, and their shit where they're fucking around with gender is so great. Yeah, it's so it is, great. It a, it, it's a brand new world. Yeah, absolutely. I have so, no idea. As as with like. Um, like I watched Ted Lasso, which I love and it's, you know, and it's about this English football team and, and Jason Sudeikis is this coach who's just really warm and empathetic and curious and it rubs off on everyone around him and on the, you know, the administration around the team and it's, right. and it's sweet and it's forgiving and kind and, and watching it, I was like, would I be a good athlete in this universe? <laughs> like was it just the shitty attitudes and and the aggressive like maleness that i never took to was that what like was that what gave me the self-consciousness that did not allow me to you know make contact with a ball with any part of my body um like could i have been what could i have been in that world you know i don't have regrets necessarily but i'm like well ah, i'm curious as to what i would have been in that world and and I'm I'm curious as to what kind of like twenty year old I'd be right now where right. like the guardrails are kind of I mean it's not like the world is it's not utopia yet but it's we at least have the language and people can find their their tribes and they can they know early what they need um, whereas I was you know still dressing like Tucker Carlson when I was twenty four <laughs> and trying to be like oh I'm not one of those gay guys like I was I was still fucking doing that nonsense. Anyway, but you were a very college rock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When it was college rock before when it was, was college rock. rock before the revolution, before, oh God. before the floodgates opened and, before teen uh, spirit. you know, before teen spirit, before yeah. we lived in a world where the butthole surfers could have a top 40 single and they could say the name on television and they could say it on television. They had to like yep. fold they, there had to be a fold in the t-shirt when uh when yes. Todd Flanders put the butthole surfers t-shirt on. Yeah. 
Well, listen, she, that you, was the most Generation X digression, series of digressions yes, that we could indeed. possibly have well, gone that's down. What, it's what we do. It is what we do. It's what we bring to the world. But listen, if you're Gen Z and you're actually interested in listening to this podcast and you've listened this far, no doubt you've had a 32-year-old talk in front of you about how they're a young person and it's Ugh. annoyed the living fuck out of you. And I want you to know you are not alone. You the millennials... They are way more like the boomers than they want to be. And you uh, come home to Gen X because we love you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Intergenerational drama being stoked yeah. up. In the context of a real world recap podcast. Uh -huh. um, things that I noticed. Um, uh, cigarettes. Uh, yes. Landlines. Um, yeah. yeah, uh, I, 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 when they, when all of them together, uh, ordered pizza and like, didn't have to worry about how they were going to like pay for it. Cause they're yes. in their forties and fifties and they've, you know, d whatever their financial situation, they've got enough to order two to pizzas. just be like, I'll get the pizza and you don't have to Venmo yes. me anything. You yeah. know, that's, because that is, that's a middle age. That's that I aspire to when I was. In fact, in 1992, uh, I I ate McDonald's once a day. Sure. And my dream was to eat McDonald's twice a day. Oh, if things were good. Yeah. If things were good, it was it was a two a day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My um, you know, the great thing about living in New York City is that uh, McDonald's does deliver. Um, and so many yeah. many a real world marathon was spent on a futon. On the uh, on a, on the on a, in a fifth floor railroad walk up, oh yeah, uh, Dude. watching the entirety of a of a Boston or Miami season, yeah, yeah. Uh, and having fully two meals delivered while I did not move. I would I would go to Katz's, get a giant pastrami oh. sandwich, come back to my Ooh. place on Rivington Street, Ooh. And get high, and then watch all of of New Orleans the way they used to, and it was Ooh. just on. It wasn't. Yeah. We didn't have to dial anything up. No. And I missed that. And I'm I'm sorry. I just liked it when things were just on. Just on the TV. Yes. Just on the TV. You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, level another complaint. Uh, BTS did an unplugged last week. Yes. And uh, and I missed it. And I wanted to see it. Or I, like I remembered it. And it was on at seven. And it was seven fifty seven. And and so I, I caught like the telltale end of it. And then I thought because uh, I grew up watching MTV and then working at MTV and then watching MTV again after I was like, Oh, okay, well I'll just, I'll scooch ahead in the program guide and record the 10 o'clock. Right. Right. Um, because you know, it's BTS unplugged. There's no way they're not going to play it 800 times over the, the coming days. No exaggeration. BTS unplugged 38 episodes of, uh, ridiculousness yeah. leading into, um, like mean girls and Drumline. Mm. And then 38 episodes of uh, ridiculousness. Wow. And then uh, Teen Mom, the OGs. And then 72 episodes of, of ridiculousness. And and I know all of these things exist on a streaming service and whatever. And nobody cares what's on when or whatever. But there is, as you have said, something great about being like, oh, I know this is on a 10. So I'm going to, a little before 10, I'm going to pop some popcorn. And then I'll 
turn on the TV and it'll be on. Well, MTV at the time was just the thing you'd end up watching. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was I was in a band and I was living in hotel rooms and like I'd get into the room and just look up on the little, you know, thing they they put on the nightstand where MTV was and I just put it on. Yeah. And whatever was on. And a thing that people say all the time that I dispute is, wasn't it great when MTV played videos? And it was not okay. great. Because it was the sometimes one, great. You know, I, I would want to hear, like, the one new uh, Tribe Called Quest song, and I would yeah. sit through Roxette and Whitesnake, and it just, would just seem to be this endless, endless procession of things I found terrible. And so yeah. my preference is for the early reality TV MTV days and then the TRL days, which uh, one of uh, a, a friend of mine once walked in on me reading Walt Whitman with TRL on. And he said, that is you. That, that is, is summary true. Of who you in are an image, yeah. in an image that is yes. truly Mike Doty. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I do long for those days and I also do hear all the time um, because, you know, I haven't been there in 20 years almost, but I, I still like on Twitter or in real life when you could encounter people in real life, um, I was still like the, the complaint department for MTV. Right. Like just still. Yeah. People would still just be like, oh, here I have some ideas. And I'd be like, great. I don't know. Literally like five generations of people have come and gone from that place since I left. Minimum. Um, But yeah, people do tell me a lot like, uh, oh, I got I wish it was still videos. And it's like, you know, unless I'm trying to get out of the conversation, which I usually am. I say, well, you actually don't because nobody watched it when. It was just videos like the 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 ratings were atrocious when it was just videos. Right. And um, like it would dip in the two hour blocks when it, when we would just play videos. Also, if they played videos now, they would play videos for uh, people who would watch them. And you're not it anymore. Not, so yeah. you would turn it on and it would be like uh, Apple Music is doing that now. There, there's an Apple TV like MTV, basically, which is just music videos all the time. I don't think it's hosted by anybody, but it's just one music video after another. And I was like, oh, I should support this and watch it. And I tried for six minutes and was like, I don't I don't understand what's happening. I don't know who. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. This is not for me. Um, so, yeah, you've got fucking YouTube now and you can just put on whatever, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Yeah. And, um, and they can say so bad we, words in those videos. They can say bad words in those videos. And show you asses. You can um, sometimes find old like episodes of Solid Gold, and they're on, and the yes. commercials are in them. Oh, and, dude. And that's, like, that's fun. So that's what my boyfriend Ben and I have been doing during lockdown instead of watching The Queen's Gambit oh. or whatever. We just watch old episodes of Top of the Pops or or we go down like a – he and I sort of collaborate on a, on a music video playlist – and uh, and we just kind of go deep on shit, and it's great. And now we have um, Ben set up a uh, a projection system in the backyard. Really? So right outside my office, there's a screen and a projector, and it's under a like a foldy tent, like a farmer's market tent. And uh, at, as the sun begins to go down, we have our pod over for some socially distanced backyard cocktails, snacks. 
and music video playlists. And you just wow. never know where the night is going to take you. Oh, man. It's, uh, so it's heaven. It's really fun. And it is exactly what I want right now. So if you think you're nostalgic for the time MTV play music videos, go do it yourself because you can. Yeah. Also, you'll do it better. I, I, you know, if there are people our age that still aren't on Spotify, you got to get on the damn Spotify or the you Apple Music. Spotify. But you, you got to get on the because you get all the albums that ever were. Right. For nine dollars. Right. How often do you forget that? That, that, uh, what it was like to not have all the albums? No, just that like you can listen to anything you want to right now. Like your oh. craziest whim, you can just call right up. I think about it all the time. Like all, like, and it, okay. and it still is like just incredible to me. I, I, um, so I took a road trip. Actually, it was my LA road trip where, where we ended up not doing the thing. Yeah, where I and didn't I listened, see you. I had like two days where I listened only to Ornette Coleman. Uh-huh. And then you get your Spotify data at the end of the year and i was in the top 0.2 percent of ornette coleman listeners congratulations yeah it was was great i was like like not only did i you know was i able to deep dive and everything you recorded from 58 to 74 yeah but i actually got like a special award for it i love that I love that. And it's, yeah, I see, I, I just forget it all the time. And, uh, and I'll be like, you know, oh, I wonder what that period of that artist sounded like. And then I can just tell my, I would yeah. say her name, but I will tell my Amazon Echo to wake up and play it and she'll fucking do it. Yeah. She'll do it. Better times, man. We Better you times. Know, we are living. Don't, don't be <sighs> telling us fellow uh, Gen Xers that you really miss when you used to buy albums based on the cover. Because yeah. mostly you got albums that were shitty. Yeah. And what you're remembering is those few times, that 5% of the time where you actually got an amazing album just based on, on the cover. Well, see, now I'm living, well, when there were stores. I was living in a time when I could do that. Uh, we got a turntable. So I'll go to Amoeba and flip through like the, you know, the, the cheap racks. And something that just looks ridiculous, I'll pick up. And every now and then it's like, this is really fun. This yeah. is, you know, th- oh, this was, uh, this was sub to barge in 1990 or in 1983 <laughs> or whatever. And it's great. And it's great because it's janky and shitty, but it's, yeah, yeah and but it costs like 25 cents as a, someone who was addicted to music as you were, as I was mm-hmm. that being the mainstream of your music usage was yeah. so shitty. True. Absolutely you know. true. The idea of spending what in, you know, what when you were 14 was all of your money. Right. On a uh, on a record like you had heard one, maybe two singles on the radio and you were like, you know what? I'm going all in. I'm spending all eight of my dollars on this album uh, or 12 or whatever it was. And uh, when it was when you would find out that those were the two songs on it and the rest was literally just snippets of conversation or the sound of right. a fax machine or whatever. <laughs> um, See, I would, I worked at the factory in the, in the early nineties, man. I, I, I saw many shows that were just the sound of a fax machine. Okay. Well, I bet that's yeah. true. Like back in the avant-garde true. jazz days of the knitting factory when it was on Houston mm. street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Wow. So, uh, so sometime this season, 
somebody leaves the apartment in a huff, trailing yeah. a rolling bag. Yeah. And I can't, I can't begin to speculate on who it is. It's I, a real mystery. I mean, I, I can tell you who I don't want it to be, which is Kevin. Because if somebody says something shitty to Kevin in this day and age, um, I mean, the, to me, there's like the whole program, at least like I'm going to say 30 percent of the program should just be apologizing to Kevin yes. for being such fucking idiots and not. It's, listening yes, to him. it should be detailed explanations. Yes. Of detailed apologies. Yeah. And if somebody says something that pisses him off and makes him go away, I'm going to be very disappointed very disappointed and whoever leaves will be you know much less disappointing to me than the person who says the shitty thing to kevin yeah 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 but let's let's hope that like something else happens like they like they kind of teased us on the eric doesn't want to be a part of it thing and then he Mm -hmm. ended up with covid maybe it's just like somebody's i mean god forbid child gets sick or something like that and there's like an actual reason that they yeah. need to go back and then we just get to watch these people be nice to each other wouldn't that be sweet wouldn't oh that be my nice God. It's i crazy. uh yeah i'm hoping for some uh some deceptive editing my money is on andre leaving i don't know why and it's just a feeling that i get in my, I in my gut um and i have another um I, I don't know if it's a suspicion or a premonition i don't know i get a strange feeling Eric's situation will have turned out to be a, a false positive. And we'll get him really? in the room oh, where it man. happened. Wow. Before it's all said and done. That I mean, that's uh that is both a perceptive call and like a uh you know, like a super wish fulfillment style wish. I don't because know, it's all we can all know. all we can want is Eric in the room. It's all we can want is Eric in the room. And so we we put it out into the universe. We are using the secret. <laughs> And yes, for and a we'll, season we'll that's already get. been recorded. Well, yeah, that's right. In f- three or six days, I don't remember which. We, uh, when will episode two be out? We don't know. We're we're flying by the seat of our pants. It's an erratic release schedule for True Story. Yeah, season two. Well, we'll try it. We'll try and do it after, like, as sooner after the next yeah. episode than this. We'll get is. it together. We're yes. both trying to figure out how to put. Uh, it's weird that we're both at this stage in our respective careers and we don't know how to do uh, audio, like talking into microphones. Yes, I, I know. I have made I have made such colossal mistakes. I'm trying to edit together and it's a nightmare. It's I should know better. I should know yes, better. This I, should I be have, this is literally lesson one in GarageBand yes. and I haven't learned it. Right. But I'm going to and we're going to get back up on the true story horse. Yes, we are. Yeah. We're learning, learning well, as I we could, go. I couldn't well, listen, happy. Dave, how wonderful that these people came together just when our generation needed them. Just when just we needed they them the most. Came to the rescue of Gen X. They came in our hour of need. To our culture's rescue, they came to school the children on, on what the world was like before they came along. They landed in what is either a residential housing that belongs to somebody who had a Hamptons place to escape to. Yes. Or, or, or not, or, you know, a, a office that I thought it was no one's office. ever going like to show a, up to the office anymore. Yeah. I thought they, they used an office because they needed to, to subdivide a loft to put cameras in. Yeah. Who um, the hell knows? I have no you know. idea. 
I've passed by that. Uh, I've passed by that building. I don't know what it is. Um, but God bless. They're back. We're back, and we'll be back in a few days. In a week. In a few so. days. <laughs> Take care of yourself, See Mike. You too, Dave. See you soon. Yes.